Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, how you doing? Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday the 14th of June 2021 with me, Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 333. Feels like a milestone episode, reminds me of uh, Graham Gooch's 300 against India in July 1990 for England. Not a cricket guy, despite growing up not far from the Oval, but I do remember that came just a few days, if I remember rightly, came just a few days after England's desperately sad penalties lost to West Germany at Italian 90, and a time when football allowed other sports to shine. Our sports personalities weren't just confined to football. Boxers were as big as footballers, even our strongest man contenders, Jeff Capes, had their spell in the limelight, Daley Thompson, Seb Coe, Steve Ovet, Steve Cram, all the Steves in athletics. It's a, a different world. Hope you're all healthy. Anyway, let's get away from the uh, anecdote tailing off. Hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. Another late show tonight, 1749 hours. Been a long day. Don't think I'm doing anything to uh, get the blood pressure back down today. I, I can just feel my body. Uh, today just um, tense again you know and that's uh, that's a long day that's done that today was up early impossible to sleep more so in this heat it is very warm in London and the city's just not built to deal with this kind of heat but as I've said I'm not going to moan about it after the weeks that we've had of just endless rain I went for an early run this morning I slapped on the sun factor 50 my sibling told me actually that they were wearing 80 out in the Emirates at the weekend I certainly couldn't handle that I stepped out of the building this morning on my way to the uh, the park for the run chicken box strewn in the doorway bits of bones and sauce everywhere no meat just the bones Whoever was behind this had stripped the meat clean off the bones. Was it the chicken eater or had some animal finished off what was discarded in the doorway to this building? The thing is, no one in this building, there's three flats including myself who can't be labelled gentrifiers, but then there are the other five flats and they're just full of Ruperts. If they walked out to that this morning, if one of those five flats walked out to that strewn chicken box, I think they might first assume if they weren't thinking it was the halfway house next door, they'd probably have me down as their preferred culprit, even though I never go anywhere near fried chicken. Someone was out before me this morning because I was getting ready for the run. I delayed my exit because I heard someone leaving the building. I didn't want to be doing the small talk business. Someone was out before me, didn't bother cleaning it or kicking it to one side to make the exit from the building a bit easier. So I had a feeling it would fall to me to clean it up. And I thought, fine, I'll glove up before I go out later. Cheap, thin, disposable gloves my sister brought with her at Christmas, bagged up the chicken-related rubbish, 
And as I was doing that, I thought, well, I'm not doing the bins this week. Someone else can do that because I'm doing that at least a couple of times a month. But as I was cleaning up the mess, I was just absorbed by the fact that there were all these tiny chicken bones everywhere, just strewn on the doorway, but no meat, no sign of meat. Seeing this stuff, these discarded chicken boxes, you know, there's a there's a bin 10 meters from this doorway. And I'd be very surprised if it was someone here who had dumped that outside in the doorway. I don't think there's anyone here who would do that. And seeing this box of chicken dumped outside the doorway, things like that for me weaken the argument against gentrification. I'm just tired of South London. I'm tired of the savages. As a friend of mine said when we saw another newly opened chicken shop just before the pandemic, how much more chicken can the people of South London eat? It's the transpontine modern-day successor to opium. And why do these people have such a problem disposing of their chicken boxes? We talk about COVID vaccine certificates. We should introduce something similar for fried chicken. Every single box of chicken should be registered, should have a code on it. If you want to buy chicken, if eating on the move or on public transport, if that's your thing, you've got to register via an app for the chicken. If that box of chicken, once the chicken has been decimated and that meat sucked clean off the bones, if that box of chicken hasn't been binned properly, members of the public, if they so wish, can take a picture of the code number on the chicken box and file a report and that chicken-eating reprobate who probably has no need for a kitchen in their flat can be brought to task for being an animal. We've got to bring these people to task. On the run itself, it was decent, just under 8k, very, very warm. But the fact that I was out there so early, I've, I've missed the worst of the heat. So I did well. And um, nettles, ran into some nettles. And also on my trail, sometimes I'm running through long grass to make way for uh, dog walkers. And I find that when I get home, I've got a rash on my shins but it's disappearing within an hour or so. So that's okay. And uh, yeah, I feel okay. It's, um, you know, it's, it's always difficult for me to be out there. I moan about it every week and yet I manage to get out into the park three times a week. And I just try to keep in mind that feeling I'll have at some point in the morning, two or three hours after the run where the body just feels light and lithe and that makes the pain worth it. So um, I'm, I'm keeping the Friday evening run because that really works for me. And I had a really good run on Friday evening. I can't remember if the Patreon episode was out before that or after that. I, you know, I can't even remember. It was only three days ago. But uh, the Friday evening run is one. If if I was to come close to enjoying any run, it's going to be the Friday evening one. And the park is surprisingly quiet on a Friday evening. After my shower this morning, I couldn't get dry. I dried myself before and after the shower, and I just couldn't get dry. I brought in another towel. You know, the way the American football teams bring in their uh, specialist kickers. I brought in a, a specialist towel, a smaller towel. Never use it for the shower. Just used it to dry myself, and uh, I dry one part of the body. And, you know, a couple of minutes later, it was sweating again. It's just... Uh, 
yeah, as I say, not moaning about the heat this year. And I don't mind sweating if I've got a shirt on, a top on rather, on a run. I like the, you know, building up that sweat patch, as I've said on recent shows. But sweating indoors, not my thing. I don't think it's anybody's thing anyway. HMRC, bogus calls. I mean, these are escalating, aren't they, during the uh, pandemic? And I've had two calls today. I always block all the numbers. It's not something I worry about, but I've even uh, I had... Um, one of those bogus messages uh, that the post office have tried to deliver a package and there's a charge on it. Um, the, 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 the sender hasn't paid the postage. You've got to pay the postage. There's a link to take you to the relevant page. And, of course, that is um, just a, another scam. These are just relentless now. And this is kind of... I do have a problem in terms of... Well, I can't get my head around how the afterlife would work. I don't think anybody can, really. But what would happen to these fraudsters in the afterlife? Would they be like those people who are doing that community payback service? You know, they got those orange Viz vests and they're usually painting painting the railings in a park in the case of uh, what they do around here. And it's just monotonous work. Is that what we'll see with these uh, fraudsters in the afterlife? I mean, why, why would you want to scam vulnerable people? Why would you want to rip people off in that way? Why would you want to make your money in such a dishonest way? I, sounding very earnest here. I've just... You know, people do get caught out by this stuff. I almost got caught out by the post office one a few years ago, but obviously I'm wise to it now. But it's just relentless. It's the age of the internet, and these people are just so creative with their with their ideas to um, scam people out of money. On the Thames waterfront, had a, a, a couple of messages via Twitter from them today, and I think they put in a... a an application now with the council to carry out more work here. It means that the traffic, again, needs to be managed and diverted. And again, stuff like that just makes me feel like a god. I know at some point in the next few weeks, hopefully, when they make another attempt at trying to sort out this rattling manhole cover which wrecks my work, you know, I'm going to be stepping out of the flat, walking out of the building, hopefully no strewn chicken box in the doorway, and there's going to be traffic jams both ways, and I'm going to know that I was behind that, and that will make me feel like a god. No luck in terms of getting an exchange on the bag from the Slazinger King shop. I've had to email them. Their Twitter account, support account, hasn't bothered coming back to me after some initial correspondence. It kind of sums them up. Usually with these uh, support accounts, someone does come back to you and you know, they, they do a pretty good job, but uh, these guys at the moment are every bit as bad as their uh, reputation. If you're listening to this somewhere on the other side of the world here in the UK today, uh, relaxation rules looking like they'll be delayed by another month, which is only right, but, uh, you know, disaster for many people, for businesses, uh, for creators. I do really feel sorry for anyone who's putting on a, a production right now. I mean, I'd love to put on a theatre production. I have said that in recent weeks. I just want to be out there making stuff, but it's so risky right now. And if I can be making something a year from now, I'll take that right now because it's hard to see how anything can be made at the moment. Went to see my aunt and uncle uh, this morning and the usual arguments with them. I think you know what they're like. 
by now and I uh, was having a, a coffee. My aunt was having a coffee. Uh, my uncle was listening to uh, LBC. Uh, wasn't reading his uh, Spanish celebrity magazines. My aunt has banned him from reading those uh, when I'm there. But it's not easy mediating between those two. They were arguing today about some crack that my aunt insists has appeared on one of the steps leading up to the bedrooms. And they've got those... um, I'm not keen on those kind of staircases. They're very common in council flats where you've got uh, wooden steps, but there are gaps between the steps. Uh, I'd rather just have a proper staircase. But there is a, a thin crack that's appeared on the second step from the top. It's nothing serious. I've looked underneath it. I've looked at the top. And, you know, there's a very fine line that my aunt's insisting that with my uncle and his um, his crisp, heavy diet, that he is responsible for that crack. My uncle wasn't having it. My aunt demanded, after I looked at the crack on top of the step, my aunt demanded that I come and look at the crack underneath it, got me to shine my torch from my mobile and my uncle was saying, do you think the council's going to come out for that? It's just a thin crack. It's not a problem. That step isn't moving. We're going to be okay. No one's going to be falling off that step. And uh, provoked some furious response from my aunt. And then my uncle hit back with the only crack. And I think you know where this is going. Is the one in your said my uncle rather unhelpfully. Then my aunt wanted me to read a birthday card, well, to look at the cover, because it's one of her grandchildren's uh, birthdays at the end of this week, and uh, she wanted to make sure that the card she's planning on sending was suitable for a two-year-old. I saw the card right away. I saw the cover. Yeah, it's suitable. What's the big deal? This card is suitable for a two-year-old. Luckily, I opened the card to see that this was a card that had been sent to my aunt for some reason, and someone had written something in it. And if I hadn't, that card would have gone out. She is the only person I know who is capable of sending out a birthday card that was originally sent to her. And I don't think the fact that someone had written in it, I think she'd missed that. I think she's capable of missing that. She is so scatty. And uh, the hunt is now on for a new birthday card. You're listening to Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available, episode 333, Sweating the Small Stuff every Monday. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram if you like this work, at 1607westegg, that's 1607westegg, facebook.com forward slash DRT, available. You can find all my work at danielruiztyson.com, there are PayPal and coffee.com links on there if you want to make a one-off donation to support this work if you've enjoyed the show and have yet to do so do please rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts. that is the way to get this work out to a bigger audience that's the important thing for indie shows like this the best way to support this work is via the patreon page you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash drt available there are 
plenty of bonus shows on that page, exclusive to Patreons. Episode 332, a special bonus episode for Patreon supporters, was out last Friday, 58 minutes long. A good show, if I say so myself, and the Patreon shows are always a little more personal. Think of it as a non-cheesy podcast equivalent of the MTV Unplugged sessions without the pretentious stalls. If you don't want to do the Patreon, but you do want the bonus episode, then a one-off donation via the PayPal or coffee.com links at DanielRuizTizen.com will get episode 332. We transferred over to you within the day. Just check your spam folder in case, but you will get the episode within the day. Saturday. I didn't do much on Saturday. I was knackered. I don't know if it's the heat or just simply the stress. And I just gave in and listened to my body. I was up early. I'm always up early. But, you know, I then went to bed knowing full well at some point I would have a cat nap. But I must have slept or napped between four to five hours. Two separate cat nap stints on Saturday. Just I made sure I listened to my body and my body said, are you sure about this? And I said, yeah, I'm going to listen to you. I'm trying to change. I'm going to listen. And that was it. I just couldn't get up. And I wish I was listening to my body today because today it hasn't quite been full on. But there it is again. I just feel too wound up. More weird dreams I don't think they're catnap-related dreams. I think these have been old-school overnight dreams. And I've had the same dream or featuring the same characters twice in the last few days. And they revolve around a new family that I've never met moving into Mayflower, the old family bedsit there. And they're moving into a couple of the rooms, including one of my dad's rooms, after he made his very strange uh, move to the middle floors when uh, him and my mum divorced in 1990, though, of course, there was that weird interim year, 90 to 91, where he hadn't actually left the flat. And then when he did, uh, he became our new neighbour, which was just in keeping with his strangeness. And this dream had this very big family. They'd moved into two of the rooms, including my dad's old bedroom, and I'd had that dream twice and I woke up and it just felt so real. And I'd woke up with this anxiety about, okay, where does this leave the situation with the loo? Because of course at Mayflower, no one had their own bathroom. It was 13 people sharing the loo and the bath. And uh, that was one of my dad's big selling points when he tried to sell us the fact that he was moving to the middle floors to two rooms not joined up you know they weren't self-contained rooms so he had a kitchen and a bedroom and um, he sold it to us by saying well look it's going to be me moving in here it's not going to be a stranger or two strangers moving into these rooms so I'm going to cut the number of people using that loo down to nine or ten by making this move whereas if I didn't make this move you don't know who you're going to get here. It'd be another 12 or 13 people in total using the loo, more chance of infections. By me staying here, I'm minimising your chance of bathroom-related infections. That's how he sold it to us. Bought a new TV aerial today in Argos in Brixton, indoor-only aerial, after uh, David Brent and his elite team of uh, shit builders broke the outdoor aerial here and I only bought it simply because 
I mean, I'm not too into the football, believe it or not. I'm not really uh, a big one for international tournaments. I'm just, I don't like all that nationalism, all that patriotism. And, uh, you know, just particularly here as someone who's not uh, entirely English, I've just always found it uncomfortable since I've been an adult. I, I don't really like getting behind any flag. But, uh, you know, this football, I'd, I'd like to make an effort with it. Uh, you know, today, uh, Spain are playing in a couple of hours. I'm going to watch that. But ever since the outdoor aerial was wrecked when the scaffolding came down, I just can't pick up any of the terrestrial channels. The only freeview channel I've been able to pick up is London Live. I've put the indoor aerial in. In terms of digitally, I still can't pick up, you know, BBC One and ITV. And, you know, normally I, I wouldn't be too fast about those two channels. I don't think BBC One these days is that much better the, than ITV. You know, and I've always been able to live without ITV, even if it's football coverage is just so ITV. It's just so lightweight. But, uh, you know, I always mute the football so I don't have to listen to the commentary and I'll just have a podcast playing in the background and that that, uh, that approach works for me. So I managed to make two efforts at uh, retuning the TV. I can't get the channels still on the digital um, box, but I can if I switch to just the TV. So I've picked up BBC One, not brilliantly, but uh, I tested it a bit. I caught the last two, three minutes of the Scotland game and, you know, Scotland being Scotland and, you know, there's something tragic about them in um, in international tournaments. They've lost their first game 2-0. I haven't bothered with this evening game, whatever it is. Sorry, this late afternoon game, but I'm going to be watching, I think, Spain, Sweden on the BBC shortly. The, the the receptions weren't brilliant, but, you know, for £10, ten fifty, whatever it was, it was basically the cheapest aerial they had. At least I've got the football now, and it's uh, it's something that will cover me uh, for the next month. But uh, money I could have done without spending. On the plus side, 10 nectar points accrued with the aerial. The, uh, the woman in Argos uh, swiped my nectar cards. I've got those 10 nectar points. I need to factor them in when I give you my store points uh, shortly. I was one of only uh, two people wearing uh, my mask in Argos. The other guy wearing his mask was uh, some fop, and uh, this Rupert couldn't even wear it properly. He had the old nostril hammock arrangement going on, which is pointless. Ankle swinger trousers, which didn't need to be because the trousers were the right length. He'd just turn them up twice at the bottom, you know, wanted to show off the socks. I don't know what it is about guys under 30 needing the world to see their socks. This guy was wearing black ankle socks with shoes. That in itself doesn't work so these weren't even colorful socks anyway so i don't know why i needed to do that there were three women in there one was buying a push chair which she was going to be using straight away because the push chair she was using had broken on on the way into argos she was with an older friend she wasn't wearing a mask there was another woman who wasn't wearing a mask she was slightly on the large side her ankles were quite swollen and she'd cut away the back of her shoes to squeeze her feet in and she was on the phone talking really loud now i know that there are reasons why people don't wear their masks whether or not i agree with that that's that's irrelevant my point is though if you if you're not going to wear a mask okay because you you know for whatever reason you 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 can't wear one that's one thing but don't 
be then making a call indoors or don't be going around singing like the guy at Lidl last week. You know, you're not wearing a mask, fine. Be aware that other people may be unsettled by that and try and keep a low-key presence in whatever indoor scenario you're in. But there she was, on her phone, really loud. The cashiers themselves not wearing their masks properly, nostrils, again, balanced on the... um, on the mask and you know they're the ones at risk they're the ones dealing with however many customers a day anyway i got my uh, 10 nectar points on this uh, budget aerial when i came back after the cafe today i I started looking for a hammer found a hammer and uh, set about finally trying to get rid of all the ice in the fridge you know i'd made very few inroads with a screwdriver a couple of weeks ago i've been losing so much food over the last few days even at the weekend everything's been spoiling the fridge you know it's just not a good fridge it's well it's not relatively new it's about five years old now and i guess that's whatever it is i don't know that's what is that about 20 years the equivalent of 20 years in human years maybe it's in it looks in good condition but obviously it's not doing the job i've lost uh fruits i've lost milk i'm just buying long life milk now i bought two pints of semi-skimmed on the friday so i could have a treat of proper well not proper coffee i'm having instant coffee indoors but you know with some proper milk but i'm trying to get used to the taste of long life milk as well because as you know if this heat's going to be continuing there's no point in uh i mean you know as i said on friday i think the days of 18 pints going into the weekend on 18 pints of semi-skimmed milk those are gone for now i've cleared the ice hopefully it's a better setup now. I've stopped buying grated cheese as well because that's been going off. I had to get rid of two bags last week. And, you know, I've said it before, when did we become too lazy to, you know, to grate cheese? Well, I, I'd become one of those people. So I've got a block of cheese today and I'm going to grate it myself, maybe burn a few calories on the right or left arm whenever I'm grating. So, you know, the bonus will be it's some extra exercise and we'll see how I get on with uh, a block of cheese. But uh, here's the thing. I got the hammer. I found a hammer and a mallet. I think it was about four hits with the hammer. And on the fourth one, the massive block of ice that was in there that could have probably finished off a bonsai-sized Titanic it just came off in one go. I'd made sure that the neighbours were out when I started hammering away, and that was it. So that was pretty good work. And I felt, as always, when I'm doing a bit of... Well, I wouldn't classify that as DIY, but just having the hammer in my hand, I felt really masculine. And I actually went at it with the left hand, again, even though there's no one here, to think, wow, that guy's left-handed. Look at that unique look. Look at the movement with that left hand. Look how beautiful it is. Look, It's like watching John McEnroe in his pomp. I just paused the show there on around 27 minutes and 20 seconds. That's if I factor in the theme tune, because I know that I had a stomach rumble while I was talking. It was quite a loud one because I'm pretty hungry. I've not eaten much today because I got back late and I didn't want to have a a late lunch. So I just went a bit light on the cereal and yogurt. But I I can't see anything that looks like... uh, it might be the stomach rumble in the audio. So you might hear it. And uh, if you hear it and you know what minute it is, 
on the show. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, tweet the minute or, you know, email the minute and second, the precise time that you've heard the stomach rumble, email it to a DRT available at westegg1607.co.uk and I'll we transfer over Friday's a patron show. So there are various ways you can get what was a very good show at the end of uh, last week. And that way you're not missing out on any shows. You know what I'm talking about when I'm, you know, you're not listening to today's show and thinking, well, have I missed something? What's he going on about today? When did he start talking about this? Let's move on to books. I'm reading Moonflower Murders by Anthony Horowitz uh, today, hardback. Well, I started it at the weekend, hardback. You know, I'm not a big hardback guy, but uh, couldn't get a paperback version of it. He's a brilliant writer. I've read all his stuff except the James Bond books because I can't stand 007, so I give that uh, uh, chunk of his work the swerve. This is, it's not my favourite Horowitz book, but it's fairly, um, it's passable. And uh, here's the outline for it. Retired publisher Susan Ryland is running a small hotel on a Greek island with her long-term boyfriend, but life isn't as idyllic as it should be. Exhausted by the responsibility of making everything work on an island when nothing ever does, Susan is beginning to miss her literary life in London, even though her publishing career once entangled her in a lethal literary murder plot. Of course, uh, that mention of the Greek island, that just brings to mind um, poor plumbing, you know, and uh, bins for for loo roll, for used loo roll. I don't know why anyone wants to go to a Greek island. Back to the outline. So when an English couple come to visit with tales of a murder that took place in a hotel the same day their daughter Cecily was married there, Susan can't help but find herself fascinated. And when they tell her that Cecily has gone missing a few short hours after reading Atticus Pund takes the case, a crime novel Susan edited some years previously, Susan knows she must return to London to find out what has happened. Fairly clever book. He's done a few of these. Uh, There's The Sound of South London. 18, 24 hours. <sighs> the clues to the murder. That's my bare chest I've just slapped. Not even a vest. That's how hot it is today. The clues to the murder and to Cecily's disappearance must lie within the pages of this novel. Forgot to give you the last line from the outline. Yeah, they're very clever, these uh, Horowitz books. Some of them, are they're, they're, they're industry-based, and he has all these kind of in-jokes, and uh, it works. This isn't my favourite one, but I'm still enjoying it, and uh, I'll get to the end of it. Uh, This week's Nectar Points now. um, This most recent receipt, I think this is Thursday the 10th of June. Bought some floor wipes, antibacterial wipes, um, some... Oh, some long life milk. Been buying quite a bit of long life milk and a small tin of uh, sweet corn because uh, little uh, having... Uh, supply problems with their sweet corn bought some loo cleaner as well everything came to three pound 65 my previous points balance was 339 earned three points to take me to 342 and let's not forget the 10 points i've accrued on the indoor aerial that's uh, 342 points i also i think i accrued some nectar points i should have checked really I won't be able to check now i think i accrued some uh, nectar points on a couple of uh star wars action figures that I uh, got uh, last week. One of them wasn't great. It was only £2.50, but uh, I had to glue him when he arrived, not because he was broken, but because he was one of the later action figures where with a movable waist. And if you're playing football, 
that's not that's not a great thing for an action figure. They need to be as still as possible. Just the arms, the, the, basically the limbs need to move. That's it. You don't want the waistline moving, and it's a simple uh, surgical procedure involving uh, you who glue. Tesco store points bought some lemon juice in there, some decaf coffee. It's so pricey, decaf. And uh, my go-to yogurt, buying less of it, low-fat yogurt, buying less of it because it just takes up so much room in the fridge. That came to seven pounds ten, uh, seven points accrued, just twenty-nine points. I think it's going to take me forever. I don't really go to Tesco's enough. I don't really have one nearby. But when I do go, I, I, the thing I like about the Tesco supermarkets is they tend to be the right size. They, they, they're not bigger than a supermarket should be. But of course, the uh, the one that I used to like on Kennington Lane now, I used to love that Tesco supermarket. That's now going down the Nine Elms Monster route and it's building a, a big new supermarket with loads of flats as uh, South London's gentrification just continues a pace and the only plus point of that is going to be hopefully it will mean a decrease in discarded uh chicken boxes uh star wars football results since friday yeah again uh there is a more comprehensive um scoreline service in episode 332 but i'll give you the games that i've played since friday uh half uh, you know, they'll be title favourites this year or there or thereabouts alongside Tatooine, but they may sense with Tatooine in transition, having lost three members of their double treble winning squad, that uh, the time may be right for uh, taking out Tatooine this season. They drew one all at X, uh, sorry, they drew at home one all to X Wing. X Wing had missed a penalty. Then, um, uh, well, K250, by the way, the Hulk midfielder, he was uh, the droid, very lanky droid. The tallest figure in Star Wars football when it came to the draft ahead of uh, Silver Age Season 2 nobody wanted him so he went to Hoth who were then ranked 8th and he's been an incredible player long rumour to be leaving but as Hoth got stronger he is now at a club that can provide him with the trophies he craves and he's now won three of them uh, Pruneface gave Hoth the lead on just on just under 6 minutes trying to see who set him up. It was Solo, who has been struggling for form a bit this start of the season, but he played in a beautiful ball to prune face. X-Wing equalised with a goal from IG88 on nine minutes, and the game ended all square. Both sides remain unbeaten. Tatooine uh, drew one all with Alderaan. Uh, Tatooine were at home. Alderaan had taken a lead, a deserved lead probably on 24 minutes, and uh, two and a half minutes from time. Zuckus equalised or uh, Tatooine. I think that's Zuckus's 30, 38th goal now. What a player he is. And it was a classic thing. He plays on the right when he's kicking towards the mousetrap end. Well, he plays on the right uh, when he's playing whichever end he's kicking towards. But he does this thing that he's done so many times at the mousetrap end where he just runs across from the left and fires in from the acutest of angles and no other player in Star Wars football does it as well as him and he uh, scored again. Aldran can consider themselves unlucky uh, to have not taken all three points. They'll be concerned that they've had another slow start. So the week two table after two games each, uh, Bespin were top on four points. Aldran and Empire and Hoth, Tatooine, next wing Death Star, they're all on two points. Aldran and Empire... Uh, actually, well, uh, four or five of them. 
it's a, you know you don't really need a, a league table before three games but you know it's the modern thing it's like the Premier League they always do a table now after one game uh, Death Star are also unbeaten but they are um, their position is second from bottom at the moment because both of their games have been goalless Rebels have lost uh, one game to date as I'm giving you these results, they're bottom currently with one point and minus two. Rebels played again on Saturday night, took the lead against Empire, but lost 2-1. Uh, a goal from R2-D2, his first goal since returning to Empire, for whom he scored 100 goals in the last century. He came and scored with his, he came on rather, and scored with his first touch on 25 minutes and Empire earned a deserved win. So Rebels have already lost two games this season and they look to be heading for another season of struggle this is uh, a team that came into the silver age as the greatest star wars football team um, of the 21st century four titles they were the defending champions they won back-to-back titles and uh, finished runners-up in their first season but they've just not recovered from the disappointment of that first silver age season one eighteen thirty-one hours now i've got to stick the oven on and get some pies going um And in yesterday's game, smacking my lips there, see if I can edit that out. X-Wing drew at home one all with Bespin again. X-Wing had gone a goal down. Bosk, he's now got three goals this season. Looks like he's back on form. This is his 51st goal now in just over four seasons of Star Wars football. He gave Bespin the lead for whom Getafix was again man of the match, the former Empire player. Um, If you're looking at players who've got into... Their sides now as a result of the move from seven to eight aside, he is the one who's benefited most. He looks so comfortable in that Bezbin team. And uh, Bezbin switched off Chewbacca, the Bezbin skipper, arguably the game's greatest defender, made a rare mistake, called out of position and a beautiful ball from TIE Fighter, chipped it in and Ray the X-Wing striker, she, I think she hit it with her right foot. Lovely finish, which uh, Hoth Rebel in the Besbin goal couldn't keep out. The game finished one all. No table to give you. Two more fixtures uh, remaining from the uh, week three of the uh, league games. Not much to report from the cafe. There was a bigger and more comprehensive uh, cafe update again on episode 332. I was there this lunchtime in the cafe today. The beard was... Uh, outside, as I was, he was in his civilian clothes a day off today, out in a vest, tats on show. Not tats that could be easily dated. So I think if you're going to get your ink, if you're going to go down that route, it's got to be ideally ink that isn't going to date. So whatever people are getting, you get something else. Because whatever the masses are getting is going to be dated in about five or six years as a new fashion comes in. If you're going to if you're going to mark your skin, go for something that at least people can't place date-wise. Use your imagination. My, um, It was like the old days, pre-pandemic days, except outdoors as my second latte uh, took forever. And also they didn't stamp both coffees in on, on my card, which left me quietly fuming. I knew it was going to be bothering me. But then I thought, oh, I bought some felt tips last month. I think I can replicate the stamp and smudge it. And that's what I did to make sure that I got both uh, coffees on the car today stamped and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Well, I'll find out tomorrow, that's for sure, because that's the card I'm going in for. It's the pandemic era. You do what you can to survive. Was sitting 
not in my place that I was sitting in last week where I was being bothered by the bees. I was sitting next to that table. There was a guy there. I'd got there a little too late today, but the sun was roasting. It was so hot that I had to put on my baseball cap, which, um, you know, really tight fit, more so with a booth on. And I was just roasting out in the sun. Uh, unbranded baseball cap, I want to make clear. And then finally, someone who was sat under the awning at the far side where I normally sit left and I just sat there and uh, much to my relief it was much cooler under there and that is it that is the end of today's show now it's time for you to get those shoulders back keep on walking towards the sun keep washing those hands keep ventilating too I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson and this start of the week I have been available <laughs>